This is Gemara and Irvin Daf Lamed Dalit. Of course, the learning B'chayeshel is sponsored as Chus for Hashem Mishan Teva Basaster, as well as Chus for the Nishmas Vasiris of Basar Meir. Of course, all Achilim Yudemir Ben Yakir Menim and Fikh Chavram and Chayim Tchayim and Sayyid Shalom Tzibun Yizid Dosar Basinendol Ita Basim as Chayisar Yizid Chayim and Sayyid Yisub and Mindel Adizar Pinjus Aleya Shalom Basdam Biba Shavik B'Shichana. For Lavim and Ita Riva Daniel Ben Chana Rezo B'Seisha Achil Yisrael. We pick it up on the bottom of Lamed Gimel Lamed Beis. This is Shabbos is Daf, and we're in the middle of a little bit of a complicated discussion, and I hope that by going through the Brisa again, which is going to lead to a second Teretz right now, will give a little more clarity on yesterday's daf, and thereby go bring it straight into today's daf. So really holding the bottom of the Gimel and Beis, seven lines on the bottom, Rav Yirmiya Omar. But Rav Yirmiya is coming to explain the Brisa. So let's just, let's just peek back, I know was looking in their Gemaras, let's just peek back to the Gimel and Aleph, over here we had a Brysa. Let's just run through the Brysa one more time to get clarity, and I think it'll be a nice picture over here. So the Brysa over here, about seven lines down, taught us that Nasnai be Elon, Lamalme Sarat Vachami, and Miruvayer, Lamate Sarat Vachami, Ruvayer. Vasa Litla, Besech, Vasa Litla, you're not going to take it, that was a different din. Besech, Shlesha, Mutlutayla. Now, Nasnai be Kalkala, the Brysa taught us that when you put this Erev inside a basket, Vitali be Elon, then I feel Lamalme Sarat Vachami, Ruvayer, if you're ready, the Chamaimim, no. So what was going on over here? This is the point that we're trying to figure out. This not like the The first part of the price is taught us over ten, no good earth. Under ten, no good earth. Good air. Very simply, we know that many times, because you know just rabbim, the air is going to be next to you during being Hashemashishitas Rebbe. You let it go and get the air. Wonderful. But then it taught us if it's above ten tefachim, if it's in a basket, it's a good air. What what in the world's going on over here? So Gemara trying to figure out what are we talking about? How big is the tree? Is the tree four? Is the tree if the tree is not four, it's a makam tour. It's always be a good air. If the tree is yes four. What does the basket help you? And therefore, the Gemara went on to the first tarots. This is a quick Chazar right now. The Gemara went on to the first tarots that Ravina taught us that was the bottom over here, Lamed Gimel, Lamed Aleph, that what's going on, the, the Seifa, there was not four, but the basket completed it to four. And then we said we have to go with the opinion of Rav Meir that says, Chayk in the Hashlim, opinion of Rav Yehuda that says, whenever something is ten Tfachim tall, then you need it to be four Tfachim to be a Makim Chashiv. And that's the reason why it's going to be good air. Again, it is above four, but it's on a tree that is less than four. So the tree should seemingly be a makom tour, but the basket is two and the tree is two. You put the two things together, hiking in the hashlim, that makes it into four. And now says Rabbi Yehuda, if it's above ten tfachim, then it's going to be a good area because now it's sitting in a makom chashiv. Today comes along Rav Yirmiyah, and Rav Yirmiyah says, I have a different tarets, how we can explain the b'raisa, why the basket will make it good, even if it's four t'vachim. Says Rav Yirmiyah, because the kashal of the Gemara was, that if it's four t'vachim, then what is it helping in the basket? Says Rav Yirmiyah, now we pick up the new Gemara, shiny kalkalo hoyl v'yachlan, atayisal avila the reason is the tree is for Tfachim. If the tree is for Tfachim, it's its own Rishos. If it's for Tfachim and it's above 10 Tfachim, it's a Rishos Yachid. How are you and Rishos Aravim getting that Erev? How is it a good Erev? Says Rav Yermiah, Yachal in Taisai, you could tilt it down and you could bring it into your Rishos. Very sim- simply, what that means is it's sitting inside that basket that we saw in many pictures. We're going to hold the pictures because we have a large agenda today. We'll have more pictures in a moment. But when it's in the basket, basically you tilt the basket. Now the basket was above 10 Tfachim. When you tilt it, now the basket comes below 10 Tfachim. Now the Erev comes into the Carmelis Rishos. You are in Rishos Rabbim and you're able to get it from the Carmelis. Be'in HaShemashis with the Dinah of Rabbi that you're able to get something. Be'in HaShemashis. Yosef Rabbah Bav Karmelis Shemaitza. 
Rabbah said this thing, the sin of Rabbi Yirmiya, that he could tilt the basket. This is going to be a sign now. We're going to spend the next Amr trying to see whether it stands the test of time. The idea, the foundation of Rabbi Yirmiya's din is that we're able to say Yachl. A potential is enough. You don't necessarily have to have the Erev. Right now, you're in Rosh Hashanah The Erev is in a basket above 10 Tzvachim in a completely different Roshas. So how do you have a good Erev? Says Rabbi Yirmiya, because you have a potential to get the Erev. How do you have a potential to get the Erev? If you tilt the basket, now the Erev will automatically somehow be in your Carmelist because it goes below 10. Once it's below 10, you and Rosh Hashanah could get it in Hashemashi. So the potential to get an Erev is enough. So that's the din that Rapapa said. And came along Rav Bar Shabbat, and he said, Rav Bar Shabbat, Rapapa, How do you do that? And again, this is a Brisa that is discussing a new concept. A Brisa discussing a Yontif in the Shabbos. We're actually going to have a lot of these coming up. So it's a very apropos. Rosh Hashanah is, uh, I think, the first day of Shabbos. I think Sukkot is the first day of Shabbos. So over here we discuss how do you make an Erev when it's Yontif into Shabbos. The simple case over here, Rashi says, is Yontif is Friday going into Shabbos. And you need to make this Erev to Chumin both be able to walk on Friday, on Yontif, and on Shabbos. So what do you do? Now, you bring the Erev there on the first day. Again, it's not first day, second day Yontif. This is first day, and the second day is going to be Shabbos. So Yontif is Friday, Shabbos is Shabbos. So Malicha Barishain is when? Thursday night, as Yontif begins, going into Friday. And you stay there, Ben Hashemashis. We know Ben Hashemashis when your Kain is Shvisa, when the Erev goes into effect. So you stay there during Ben Hashemashis. And then what do you do? And then you take the Erev with you, Ubalai. And you take it with you and you bring the ear back home with you. Again, you stay there by Nashmashais. You're a Kainish visa. This is my area. I have my wine. I got my food. I, this is called my dwelling place. And then I go back home with the Erev. Parenthetically, Rashi points out, we're obviously not talking about the person himself. We're talking about a Shliach, because the person himself wouldn't need to actually bring the bottle of wine. He himself, by you being there, Ben Hashemashis, is enough. But if it's a Shliach, then the Shliach has to bring the wine, bring the food, etc. That's the case. Says the Gemara, Ubalai Bashani. Again, this second night, what's the second night? This is Friday night going into Shabbos. Again, you hang out there on Friday night to be kind of to create this as your place for Shabbos. And now, now you eat the Erev, and you go back home. Why are you eating the Erev? Because you can't carry the Erev back home because it's Shabbos and you can't carry on Shabbos. That is the end of the Braisa. Just one and very important Rashi, just in the in the contextual over here. Rashi over here on the last line says, behind the knuckle, I see him, I see some beyond the Shabbos. Rashi's like pointing out, like, why do we find such a funny brisa? We're talking about a brisa when it's Friday into Shabbos. We're talking about that you made the year on the first day and you brought it back home. You made the year on the second day and you ate it there. And now we're about to ask a question on that that we'll get to in a moment. But Rashi's bothered. Why are we talking about such a funny case? So Rashi just says a very interesting idea. Misham Deloit Nan Bimishnah there's no other Mishnah, says Rashi, that speaks explicitly about bringing the ear of somewhere like this Brisa, like this Mishnah. And that's why we quoted this Mishnah of a Friday into Shabbos. Okay, so what's the question? What's Rabbi Arshva bothered by? Moving along to Lamedal of today's daf, says Rabbi Arshva, my. What is the reason why the first night you're going there, you come back home? The second night, Friday night, you're going there, eating there. Am I? Name why don't we just say, Kim the boy, I'm too yay. Mati Since you theoretically could have gone there, it's enough. Even though you didn't actually go there, it's as if you went. You, Rabbi Yirmiyah, just taught us a Yisait. When it's in the basket above 10 Tvachim, it's a good Erev. Why? Because theoretically you could tilt it down and get the Erev. So why don't we say the same thing here? Why are we making the guy crazy going out of the Tchum, coming back in? Going out, coming back in. Why don't we say, since you could theoretically get there, that's enough. 
That is Rambar Shabbat's question on this idea of Rav Yirmiya, that potential, that the Yechilas, that the ability to go and do something is enough. Amar Rav Zir, Rav Zir responds, you're right, really, Rav Yirmiya would agree you didn't have to go there. So why did the Mishnah require you to go there? Because of this year, when Shabbos is day one and Yantif is Sunday, Sukkot Shabbos is day one, Yantif is Sunday. In that case, do you have the potential to get the ear of the Aramati Shabbos? No, because you can't carry in Shabbos. So, in that case, one might come and think if one is a normal year, is able to sit home on Friday and say, ah, seems I could go at the end of the city and I could bring wine there and I could stay there. It's enough and it's considered as if I did it. Then what might someone come do? Someone might come in a year like this year where Shabbos is day one when you're not able to go there because in Shabbos you can't carry. You can't bring the bottle of wine there. Someone might think you're able to. So we made a gazero every year. Go and bring the air of there because of a year like this. And that's why Rav Yirmiya so too, so far, says Rav Zira, stands the test of time. Hey, Sveti Gemara is another question. Someone wants to dwell in Rishos Rab. So now you have to put your ear somewhere. You gotta be kind of shvisa. You gotta make this your area. So what do you do? You take your bottle of wine. You put it on the wall. If you put it on the wall below tent fachim, it's a wonderful ear. Why is it a wonderful ear? Because Rishos Rabim goes up until tent fachim. So now you and the ear are in the same Rishos, and you can theoretically get it, and it's a good ear. If it's above tent fachim. Then it's not a good ear. Why? Because above ten tzvachim is no longer rishus rabbim. Above ten tzvachim is rishus ayachin, and therefore it's no good. We'll read the brayse as always, and then we'll show the pictures. Niskavin lishvois b'roisha shevach. Let's say someone wants to dwell at the top of a bird coop. That's where he's kind of shvisa. Ibereisha migdol, or on the top of a tower, the top of a bookcase, as we'll see in a moment. Then again, so you're living on top of the bird coop. Lamalim now it's the opposite. Lamalim yotzvachim if the ear is above ten tzvachim. A Ruvayrov. Very simply, why? Because you are on top of a bookcase. Let's just envision a bookcase. You're sitting at that bookcase. Why? Don't ask questions. That's your that's where you're dwelling. You're dwelling above Tent Vachim. So now if the Erev is as well above Tent Vachim, then it's a good Erev. Because why? Because then the Erev is going to be down below in Rishis Arabim. And you're on top in Rishis Ayachid. That is the end of this Brisa. Before we ask the Gemara's question, let's just get clarity through the pictures over here. This is a picture of the first part of the Braisa, as you see so beautifully over here. And actually, I'll, I'll try to start reading the numbers of the pictures. Anyone who's following along the Kolashan picture book, you'll be able to follow along even if you don't see the pictures. This is picture 475 that you see over here very clearly that if it's a, t- t- a under 10 Tvachim, the ear of inside is inside the wall. You see over here, they actually label it as a Carmelist, but we know that the whole ear of is kind of in Ashmashas, and you'll be able to go and get it. Whereas if it's above 10 Tvachim, then it's going to be Yachin, and it's going to be no good. Here's the second case over here that you're being kind of your Shvisa, you see the Makim Shvisa on top of this bird coop and now you see the bottle of wine inside the bird coop so so eloquently over here so if it's under 10 tfachim, it's no good it's in a different shos if it's over 10 tfachim, then it is good and the last case was in this bookcase over here in this migdal that again you're kind of shvisa on the top over here if it's under 10 tfachim, it's no good if it's over 10 tfachim, then it's going to be good so what is the question of the gemara back in the gemara says the gemara what is the reason why when it's below 10 tfachim, it's not a good erev why don't we say since you're able to tilt over the bookcase tilt over the bird coop and then what's going to happen then your makim shvisa which was on top of the bird coop now is going to fall onto the floor and then you and the erev will be in the same rishos so that should be enough Again, let's build up a picture and I will explain. As you see over here, your Makim Shvisa was on top. So ask the Gemara, why don't we say, and again, this picture 476, I believe, 477, why don't we say 
that since you could tilt over the bookcase on Shabbos, then where does your Makim Shvisa go? Your Makim Shvisa now is down below in the Rosh Hashanah and you see so beautifully in this picture, and the bottle of wine is in a Karmelis under 10th Fachim, and therefore you can take it from the Karmelis in the Rosh Hashanah So just like you, Rabbi Yermia, taught us, that you could tilt the basket and bring the Erev from above 10 to below 10, why can't you remove your Makim Shvisa, move the place that you're living from above 10 to below 10, and thereby be able to have an Erev on Rav Yermia? Answers the Gemara, two answers. The first answer is that the bookcase doesn't move. Technical answer. You want to tilt over the bookcase. I'm sorry, it's nailed into the wall. You can't tilt it over. Terrace number one. Rabba Amar, terrace number two. Even if it's not nailed in. On a very tall bookcase. Therefore, what? As soon as you tilt it a little bit, what's going to happen? It's going to leave your Dalit Amos. And therefore, it's going to leave your Dalit Amos. Therefore, you no longer have your Makim Shvisa. Let's pull up a picture and then we'll explain. This is picture 479. Now, you see over here that the bookcase is very tall. So, your Makim Shvisa is on the top. Every person has four Amos. You see over here the shadow. That is your Makim Shvisa within the four Amos of the bookcase. Now, if you tilt over the bookcase, it's going to go outside of your four Amos. So it's no longer within your Makim Shvisa. In the question of the Gemara, we assume you can move your Makim Shvisa from above Tent Fachim to below Tent Fachim. But to move your Makim Shvisa outside of your own four Amos, that you can't do. If anyone is bothered by it, why not? The Rishayim here do deal with this. Did see many different shatim exactly in the mechanics. What is the difference? Why can we say just like you can't move from you're allowed to move from Rosh Hashanah, you should say Yachar above Tentvachim to Rosh Hashanah and below Tentvachim? Maybe you're allowed to move even outside your Makim Shvisa. Okay, then we shouldn't deal with that. But that's the terrorist of the Gemara again. Another technical reason why the, you don't even have the theoretical ability to move your Makim Shvisa in this case. Says the Gemara, one second, what's this case of the bird coop? If there's a window and a rope. Bring up the bottle of wine through the window. Answers the mar, the less they masna. As you see here in the picture, picture 480, as you see that basically, that if on the top of this uh, bookcase or on the shaybach or the bird coop, there's a little window on top where your makim shvisa is and there's a rope sticking down, so you can just pull up the wine straight through the rope and then it will, then the wine will go from down below Tentvach and from the Karmelist into your Shazarabim without passing, into your Shazayachan, I'm sorry, without passing with your Shazarabim, which would be also Darabanan, but it would be Mutter Ben Hashemash. So that would work. Answers the Gemara, no, the case we're talking about is that you don't have the window and the rope. Before we go into the new Gemara, if anyone on your own time, I'm not going to have time to do it right now, but Rashi in the bottom of the year has a tremendous arichos and a totally different shot of the Gemara. We're just going to pull up two pictures in case anyone doesn't have the pictures. Picture 41 over here, you see that Rashi in the second shot, basically the basic idea is, and it's working on your brain, is that Rashi says that in the case of the tower, the migdal, or in the case of the bird coop, it's also next to a wall. It's not that the wine, the ear of what's inside the bird coop or inside the tower, like in the first pictures, but in this picture, like you see in front of you, it's that you are on top of the bird coop. You are on top of the bookcase, top of the migdal, and the wine is on the wall below or above Then. And here is another case. See, the wine is below above 10 when you're in the Migdal. And again, and this is where you see the window. And this maybe is one of the reasons why Rashi likes this shot a little bit better. You see here that it goes through the window. Either way, that is the second shot of Rashi. So in Kalukin. Now let's continue straight into the new Gemara. We said in the Mishnah, if you put the Erev inside a pit, even 100 Amma steep, it's a good Amma. Says Gemara, where is this pit? If the pit is in Rishasi Yachid, moving along to Lamedalatam Abayis, Pshita, it's Pashit, why did the Mishnah have to teach us this din? Rishasi Yachid, Oyle, Adarakiya. 
Shazayachid goes until the Rikiyah. So what is the reason why you had to teach us this din? I'm sorry. What is the reason you had to teach us this din that when it's Shazayachid all the way down? Of course it works. Just like Shazayachid goes all the way up, so too will go deep down. So what's the Chiddush? Shazayachid goes up out of infinitum. It also goes down out of infinitum. So what's the reason not? It says, The reason is, Okay, so where do you want to dwell? If you're dwelling on top of the pit, on the outside of the lip of the pit, that's not going to work, because you're in Rishas Rabim and the pit's in Rishas Yachid. So why is it going to work, the pit, all the way deep down? And if you're being kind of your Shvisa, you're dwelling inside the pit, Pshita, it's obvious. You're both sitting in one place. Says the Gemara, you're an intermediary, you're in the Shvisa, and it should sound familiar, you want to dwell on top. And that is the reason why you'll be able to get it from the caramelist lip of the pit and from the ear of inside the pit, which is a Rishos Hayachid. Says the Mishnah, Lamedal Adam and Peace. Nosnai Bereisha Kanai Bereisha Kondis. Bismanshu Talush. Benots. I feel like Kofa Amba Rizir. You put the ear on top of a stick, on top of a reed. If the stick and the reed is detached from the ground, Bismanshu Talush. Vinot and it's stuck in the ground. I feel like if it's a hundred amos tall, Hariza ear if it's a good ear. Okay, seemingly a very simple din. Says Gemara Ramalei, Ravad Bar Masla Rava. Ravad Bar Masna asks the following question to Rava: Talush vinotin. What's the obvious implication of our Mishnah? That when it's talush, when it's disconnected and it's standing in the ground, in that's when it works. Loi talush vinot loi. But if it's not disconnected, it's not going to work. Money. So who is that opinion that holds that it has to be disconnected at this reed that the stake cannot be connected to the ground? Rabbonani. Seemingly, this is the opinion of the Rabbonan. The Amri. And there's going to be an Isra the Rabbonan. If you want to see, Rashi over here speaks out that the first Rashi in the Gemara because if the reed was actually attached to the ground, that's called the tree and therefore you're not going to be able to get the Eruv so says the Gemara seemingly who are we doing with? We're going to Pinin the Rabbanan the Rabbanan who holds you're not able to be over on and therefore if it's attached to the ground you're up the creek, you don't have an Eruv Says the Gemara, one second, we all know what's coming over here. Vamir Reisha, we just said a moment ago. Vamir Reisha Rebbe. Reisha Rebbe, the Savior Rabbanan, what's going on? The first Mishnah is Rebbe, the Savior Mishnah is Rabbanan. Of course, Reisha Savior doesn't mean within one Mishnah, it means back to back Mishnahis. Says the Gemara, why are you saying that? Amar Lay, so we responded again, this Ravad Bar Masla to Rav, so Rav responded. answered. You're right, it is Reisha Rabbi and the Sefer Rabbanan, and therefore it's not a question. That is how Rav Chista answered, and Ravina came along, and what did he answer? Kula Rabbi, you know. Ravina said, really, it's all the opinion of Rabbi. So if it's all the opinion of Rabbi, so why in the Mishnah we just quoted, did it say that it has, the reed has to be detached? Well, according to Rabbi, it can be detached. Who cares? He's going to have to go up on a tree, it's a different reason. We're afraid that what might happen, that you might come to Ever and Kaitzer. You might come to actually cut down the reed, which is an Iser de Araisa, Rashi says. And that's why even Rebbe would agree it wouldn't work. And that is the uh, that is the Gemara. Just to point out one question over here, let's just look at Rashi. We have one minute. Rashi says, What does that say? 
because the reed is soft, maybe it's going to come off. When you take off the ear, it's going to crack. But as trees are, just a point that a little bit of a difficulty here. What's the Gemara talking about? Is Gemara talking about that you're going to proactively with Das go and cut the reed? Doesn't sound that way. It sounds like from Rashi, we're talking about a, a, a weak reed. The air is sitting on top of the side, and we're afraid that when you come and take it off on its own, it's going to crack. If that's the case, it's not this deraisa. So, of course, you shouldn't do that. It'll be a psikresha. It sounds like it'll be a derabanan. A little bit, a little bit difficult over here. Why exactly it's a deraisa? Maybe it has to do with the fact that if you know what's going to happen, it's even a higher level. It's called a ma'isa b'yatayim. Okay, just a sidebar question. Let's continue the Gemara. Hope Musa. There was an army unit. Go sit down in the reeds in the marsh. And tomorrow we'll be able to sit on it. They're going, going to the marsh. There's all these reeds. Go plant them down. So tomorrow we'll have benches. We said in our Mishnah that only when it's deconnected, detached, not deconnected, but when it's attached, when it's connected, then it's not going to work. Over here, you are not what are telling them, these marsh, these reeds are connected to the ground. Talking about the hard ones, talking about these hard branches, and that's the reason why it's different. If you see in Rashi, Rashi says, what's his Radin? They're ready hard, and that's why, and therefore they're ready like a tree, and that's why it's a problem. And when do we say it's okay? When they're not hard, when they're still soft and they're like a vegetable. And therefore, there's not going to be an issue. Says Where do we see such a differentiation between whether the reeds are hard or soft? The time that we see such a differentiation. Different types of branches and bushes. Their type of tree. They're not climbing. It's not a problem planting them with proximity to a vineyard. But a different price it says. Kashadani, what are these kanim? Sounds like on one hand it says they're yes, kalai karim. It sounds like on one hand they're vegetables, on one hand they're trees. What's going on over here? Are they min ilan or are they min yarek? Are they types of vegetation, types of trees? Is it an issue planting with the vineyard or not? Says the Gemara, Elish Maminos, what do we see? We see from the fact that there's a steer to these two prices, must be. Kampas Rodin, Kamishain is run, the one has been soft, one is it's hard. Shma Minan, that's a conclusive proof, and the Gemara just concludes. The Kida Min Yaraku, is it true that this Kida's type of vegetation, about Tanami, learned in the Mishnah, ain't Markivin Pagam, Algabe Kida Levana, that you're not allowed to do Markiv, you're not allowed to be graft the Pagam on top of the Kida Levana, they shoot Yarak Vilan. So it sounds like the Kida Levana is not a Yarak, it's not a vegetable, it's an Elon. So Amarab Two different things. One is regular kida. That's when I told you it's vegetation. One is kida levana, and that's where we see in this last brisa, last mishnah, that's going to be a type of tree. That is the two types of branches when they're soft or when they're hard, and that is going to be the differentiation between whether we need them to be detached or whether it's okay if it's attached. And that's why Rabbi Nachman allowed us to meet to sit in Arab Shabbos and come on Shabbos. You can continue sitting on them. Let's begin the new mishnah. You put your ear in a tower and in a closet, and you lost the key. You lost the key. You can't get your ear. Says the Tanakama, Harize ear of it's still good ear. Rav Lazar Aimer, in Eno Yodea Shamitach, when Mekayma Eno Eir, Rav Lazar's opposite extreme. The Tanakama said it's a good ear even without the key. Rav Lazar says if you don't know where the key is, in Eno Yodea Shamitach, you don't know that the key is exactly there, that's not a good ear. Says the Gemara of Amai, what is the reason 
Then according to Tanikama, it's a good Eruv. If you can't get to your Eruv, then it's just like me being here and my Eruv is in China. I'm not China. Me being here and my Eruv is in Eretz Yisrael. It doesn't work. It's in two different places. Who? Rabu Shmuel Darmi Tavayu Halcha B'Migdal Shalavana Naskinon. We're done with a tower. We're dealing with a closet of bricks. Vera Again, basically the question of the Gemara was, how can you tell me it's a good Erev if I don't have the key? I can't get to my Erev. The whole point of the Erev is that I'm kind of Shvisa. I make this into my house, my dwelling place. I have food over here. But I can't get to the food. How's it going to work? Says the Gemara, says Rabu Shmuel B'Migdal Shalavana Maskinon. We're talking about a tower, a closet of bricks. Vera Meiri, in the opinion of Rameir, the Amar. Rameir holds, we'll see in a moment exactly the type of structure. If you're allowed to deconstruct, you're allowed to take apart these bricks and go. It's not like we learned in a Mishnah. Peiros, I believe we have this Mishnah on Shabbos. Quoted a fruit, sasam, if it's closed. And on its own, the bricks open up. On its own, you have a sealed room. And then a brick falls down, and now you can stick your hand in and get the fruit. You're allowed to, you're allowed to through that opening, go stick your hand in and take what you want. Rameir Aimer Poichis Lechatchila. Rameir says, No, you know what you're allowed to do? You're allowed to even go on Lechatchila, open up this brick wall, and take out the fruit. What's the reason why you're allowed to open up this brick wall? Now they're smashed on a wall in Shabbos. We're talking about unmartyred, uncemented bricks. The bricks are just sitting there one on top of another. That's when you're allowed to deconstruct them so that you get into your fruit. Talking about these bricks, which are just sitting on top of each other, they're allowed to take them apart to get to your Erev. Says Mara, one second, and we're going to conclude with this. It's only Din Yantif. You're right, it's also only Din Yantif. If that's true, if you lost it in the city, it's good Erev. Then beside the Avad, if you lost it in the field, Yantif. But if we're talking about Yantif, Mali Yer, Mali Sadeh. What's the difference if it's a field or a city? And the truth is, yeah, you know, let's, uh, we have one more minute. Let's go along a little bit. We usually don't do this. Let's take a moment to go into Lamed Hey, We'll read it again next time. And again, we're just going straight in, so we have to come back to this. Just one last point I want to point out over here. This last Rashi in Amr Beis, Rashi tells us that there's two different ways we can learn about Rabbi Yezer in the Mishnah. Let's just go with the second shot of Rashi. Rashi says, Inami, Rabbi Yezer Demas Nizan, Loi Ayri Elobisadeh, and who he is, Rabbi Yezer of the Brisa, as we're middle of explaining. And that is the reason why, if you don't know where it is, you're not going to be able to get it, get your ear, because it's in the field. And again, the one thing that we learned, and we'll pick up this last part in Sunday's daf. The one thing we see over here is that we're talking about Avir, the Livdi, we're talking about these bricks which are not cemented in, and that's the reason why you're allowed to deconstruct them and get your Erev on Shabbos.